And here we are. It's a podcast for professionals, believers, and genuine people looking for genuine conversation. My name is Kia Harris Tagnan, and I'm your host. I'll be sharing information about nonprofits, faith, business, entrepreneurship, life, and much more. I'm so excited for you to be joining me. And here we are. I'm excited that you're here because today I am talking about something that is very important to me, and that is my belief in the Most High God. So we're discussing faith today, and this topic is going to bring out some things that I want to share and be transparent about, and I also want to give you some wisdom on certain things to consider when it comes to your beliefs. So the world is saturated with information. You may watch the news, and so CNN and all these other news channels are sharing information, YouTube. There's just a lot of saturation of information in this world. And today I want to encourage you, especially as a believer, that is your responsibility to have a filter and use discernment. It's really important to have those features, have those qualities, because if we do not have filters... If we do not have discernment, we can be easily swayed. One leader says this, another says otherwise. You read this article, it says this, another article says otherwise. So which one is true? Which one is false? So having that filter and that discernment is going to allow you to tell the difference between the two, what is real and what is not. So having a filter means... Considering what you are consuming, whether you're listening to something, music, listening to certain leaders, certain individuals, reading certain books, going to certain movies, what you expose yourself to on social media, there's a variety of outlets that you will encounter each day. And if you don't minimize the outlets that are not relevant to your current situation or are known to not speak truth, then you are feeding yourself false things. And those false things are going to impact your life and affect it. So I've experienced situations where I used to watch the news and I used to think, well, I need to know about this. I need to be aware. And yes, I'm not saying to dismiss being aware about certain things, but I encourage you to look past mainstream media. Look past mainstream media and do your own research on certain things. When it comes to Christian leaders, I want you to test the spirits. Because the spirit, as in God, will be able to tell you what spirit is in them not everyone who has a title or position is called some people call themselves and they call themselves and they raise themselves up and they start their own ministry when they're not connected to God or they have lost their connection with God they're not seeking God out so if you're connected to those individuals even outside of the church 
individuals that you follow and you're connected with the information they share. Filter the information. Ask for discernment from God. What is this individual saying? Is this the truth? Are they being led by the Holy Spirit? Is this something that is not of you? These are really important questions to ask yourself. So discernment, of course, requires a relationship with God. And so if you are looking to understand what's for you and what's not for you, what leader you should be following, what leader you should not be following, what kind of books you should be reading, what kind of music you should be leading, reading or listening to, then this is going to create a way for God to be able to speak to you better. If you are filtering information, you are eliminating information that has not been conducive to who you are and who you want to be, this can change your whole projection of your life because you have decided to step away from the things that no longer serve you, to step away from the people who are not being led by God. And it's not you being bitter about it or trying to point them out and criticize them it's you just making a decision to step back with respect you can step back with respect you can continue to pray for those individuals but that discernment is going to be key so the holy spirit will reveal things to you through discernment so here are a couple things you can pair with your prayers so i'm encouraging you to add aspects of this to your prayer life so one you should ask to see things clearly now my experience has been I used to in the past pray what other people prayed because I believed that okay this is someone I follow this is someone I trust if they're praying that that is a good prayer and we can get caught up in praying things because they sound good but not really realizing the impact of what you are asking for. Prayers are powerful and prayers work. So if you are considering how to go about prayer, I would say make it an open conversation with God. Make it so that you are not trying to mimic others, but you are seeking out the Bible and the scriptures that share with you how to pray, but you're making it unique to you. I want to share an experience that I had So I was following someone. Uh, This individual was someone I trusted and I continuously listened to them pray. And this individual started to pray about being more sensitive to the spiritual realm. So this is what I prayed. I prayed the same thing out of wanting to be similar to that person and and thinking, okay, this is a a great prayer. I'm going to pray that as well. What I didn't know is that I would get exactly what I asked for in the literal sense. Now, I had asked to have a more sensitivity to the spiritual realm. And I have gotten that sense, which means I hear things, which means that if anyone is connected to God and has prayed these prayers, I'm sure you understand that the spiritual realm is something 
that God gives access to certain people. He gives it access to people who he trusts to be able to manage it. And usually it goes in increments. So when I started to pray that, I prayed it that one time, I started to notice things in my life began to change. I was currently living at a place with a woman. I was renting a room and she was not a person of God. And I started to see things change in my life spiritually where I would walk into a group of prophetic individuals and I would see the lights flicker. I would just see the lights flicker and I had addressed it with that group and they said, well, yes, that means that the power of God is flowing in here. But there are other things that I experienced that I didn't think I would experience, which were seeing demons. That is a conversation that I could probably have a whole episode on. But what I want you to understand is that you should not be mimicking other people's prayers. You need to make your prayers unique. Your relationship with God is different. Your mantle is different. Your calling is different. So if you try to mimic someone who has a certain mantle or has a specific calling, then you are requesting something that may not be what is for you. So considering that when it comes to your prayers, the spiritual realm is real. It is real. This is not just something that I'm saying because I heard someone else say it. I'm saying it because I experience it now on a more regular basis than before, where that prayer turned into the things that I just discussed as far as seeing the lights flicker, as far as seeing demons that it continues to manifest. And so it has increased my belief of there being a spiritual realm. The enemy will try to make you feel and think that there is nothing he is doing in your life. But if you do not have discernment, you will not be able to see it. You may have encounters with people and their attitude is just off or they just don't like you. And every time you get around them, there's something or you get a cold feeling when you're around them. That is God talking to you. That is your discernment kicking in to give you an indication of what is off. When you pay attention to those discernment, those areas of discernment, those encounters, you'll realize that you can save yourself from doing things that are out of alignment with what God wants for you. This can be common with people. It can be common with different opportunities that come to you. I really encourage you to pray about things. Pray about everything. But once again, making sure that your prayers are unique to you and you're not trying to mimic others. Second aspect of discernment that you should couple with your prayers is asking for the divine connections and disconnections asking for divine connections and divine disconnections i use this i adopted this into my praying habits and i will pray this every so often when i feel that something is off with individuals i may be connected to or that there is a possibility of that not to say that i believe that everyone is out to get me no that's not what it's about it's not about you trying to encounter people and say oh well I think this no it's the discernment aspect that allows you to see 
who's for you and who is not for you. If you follow me on Instagram, I recently released uh, something that the Holy Spirit told me to say, which is to that the people who are going to say that they're going to do something are actually going to do it. So that is what my prayer is for you, that God will peop- God will bring people to you that will do exactly what they say they're going to do. And if those individuals in your life are not, not the individuals who will do that, that they be moved out of the way. And once again, this is not being criticized of that per- critic. You're not to criticize that person. You're not to point fingers. You're not to say, well, this is why you're not supposed to do things out of love. When those separations happen, embrace those separations, work through your mindset, ask God to renew your mind, ask God to work on your mind, ask God also to work on your forgiveness in your heart so that you can get over that situation, but do let go of it when it's supposed to happen. So I am the founder of a nonprofit and we have had a variety of leaders come in and out, but most of them staying in, which I am appreciative of. But some of them have decided to resign and it was timely because I had just asked God to remove people from the organization that are not of you. And it just happened so quickly that those individuals decided on their own to step down. This is what you should be using with your ministry, with your business, your nonprofit, So you stay connected to the people that God wants you to be connected to and you're no longer tied to individuals who can be draining you, who can be taking things from you that you don't even realize, who can continue to delay things because you're still connected to them. So it's really important to to pray that as well. Thirdly, ask for things to be brought to your attention. If you feel off about something that's your discernment that's your discernment and that's the holy spirit trying to speak to you so if you feel that something is happening or may happen i want you to think about asking god for things to be brought to your attention like i said prayers prayers are real so whatever you pray is going to happen in your life so it's really important to be conscious about your prayers And be conscious about, I have the ability to ask God to bring things to my attention. Now, God speaks to everyone in different ways. It may be through an individual. It may be through prophetic dreams. Or it can be through visions. But really honing in and having understanding of how God speaks to you can allow him to bring things to your attention. And finally, the fourth area which you could apply to your prayers is to ask for insight on individuals. And this goes back to the other one that I said as far as asking for the divine disconnections and connections, that you can ask for insight about individuals. If you're a business owner or you are a nonprofit leader, you can ask God and say, well, let me know about this person. And he will reveal that to you. The great thing about God is that he is wanting to have a relationship with you. And having a relationship with you means talking to you and sharing things and revealing things in time. This has been my experience. 
So I want to today share part of my testimony, but before we get into that, I'm going to take a brief pause. All right, so I've shared my testimony on YouTube, and it's actually a series. And I encourage you to watch the whole series of my testimony. Today, I'm going to be just sharing one aspect of my testimony, which is one of the first encounters that I've had with God. So my biological mother was on drugs when she was pregnant with me. And she had multiple children before me and a few after me. But I was adopted into a loving Christian household with my mother and my father who passed away and that was truly a blessing that I was divinely put into that household. So when I was born I was born four pounds 11 ounces and I was tiny. I was a tiny baby and I had to be weaned off of drugs because of how much drug use she had when she was pregnant. In addition to her drinking of alcohol and things like that so the impact of her drug association and alcohol association made me be born with uneven legs so when I was born I had uneven legs my right leg was partially shorter than the left one and so I had already been adopted. Um, I was adopted shortly after I was born. And my mother actually said she had dreams about me and my sister. Um, My sister is adopted as well. She was adopted before I was. And she is also, um, she's part of a separate family. So we, her and I were adopted under this family. And so... That adoption, I said, was divinely orchestrated. So around nine to ten years old, my mother and I went to a conference somewhere in the Inland Empire, I think Corona, and the speaker, he was done with his message and he asked everyone if they wanted to come up and get prayer, that they can stand in line and wait for prayer. So I turned to my mother, and this is what she actually told me. She said that I said I wanted to go up. I said that in faith. And so we went went up, and we stood in the line, and we waited. And our turn was up. I was going to be prayed over. And so my mom was standing right next to me, and the leader said to sit down in a chair. And I did so. I I sat down in the chair, and I put my legs out in front of him as he instructed he said put your legs out and and hold them in front of you and I did so and he began to pray he began to pray and all three of us my mother the leader and I saw in that moment how my right leg grew out to match the length of the left leg So that was my first encounter with God. 
And after that took place, I stood up and I waited as he placed his hands on me again and he continued to pray. And that is when I felt the power of God just move throughout my whole body to the point where I was on the ground. And this experience, this first encounter that I had with God was an experience I had never experienced before. And it felt something like how when your limbs are numb, how they have that tingling feeling in it, but not the aftermath of it, where it's kind of a little painful after you're coming out of that numbness. For me, for my whole body, I felt that tingling throughout my whole body. But it wasn't that aftermath of having that sort of painful, uncomfortable feeling afterwards. So I shared that with you because I wanted to share with you one of the reasons out of the many why I believe in God, because God has touched my life literally in so many areas and he continues to show himself in my life. So what are your beliefs? Are your beliefs that there is the one true God that has a purpose for you a calling for you, a div- a divine destiny that's meant just for you, because that is my belief. And the purpose of this episode is not to sway you, but it is to encourage you to seek out God, to ask him to reveal himself to you, and he will. It's not like going to be a genie situation where you say, God, in the next five seconds, I want to see this. Or if you're true, then X, Y, and Z. I want you to give it some time. When you ask God to reveal himself to you, he will, in his timing, in a way he knows that you're going to be able to grasp information. So I encourage you to have open ear and an open mind and a heart, open heart to receive that revelation my goal is for you to have an encounter with God this is what I want for you even if you're a believer even if you are someone who is unsure about their beliefs I want you to have an encounter with God because when you have an encounter with God there is no going back you cannot describe you will not be able to describe what is going to happen in your life when you have that encounter. And every encounter is different. And maybe that's another episode where I continue to share the different kind of encounters that I've had with God. But this encounter is going to change your life. And so that is my hope for you, that you will have an encounter with God and that you will have that relationship with God. And you'll be able to have a better understanding of God. Every day we should be growing to understand God. We should be growing to read the Bible and understand the Bible. If we don't have an understanding, we should get an understanding. That is why there are different tools like a Bible commentary, like the concordance where you can go in and you can dive deeper. You can go outside of the Sunday service or the Wednesday Bible study and you can open up your own Bible and have an understanding of what it means and what God wants to speak to you in that season. 
what God wants to speak to you now can be different in the future. You can open up the Bible and you can read a certain scripture like Psalm 91. And then you can open up years from now and you receive more revelation. And that's how great God is. And that's how the Bible is living and it's working throughout our lives. So I encourage you to ask God to reveal himself to you. Even as a believer, continue to ask God to reveal himself to you. What I I constantly think about is a scripture that says that we are supposed to do greater things than he, as in Jesus. We're supposed to do greater things on this earth. And so we have an understanding of what God orchestrated through his son to do on earth. He was able to heal the sick. He was able to give sight to the blind. He was able to cast out demons. Those kinds of things are the things that we are supposed to be doing as believers. We are supposed to do even greater things as the scripture says. So what are we doing? What are we doing for the kingdom of God? That is one of the questions I want to leave you with. So as believers, we also have to walk in power and authority. I did a series on power and authority on YouTube. So if you have the time, I encourage you to seek out those videos. They are going to bless your life. Which means if we're walking in power and authority, it means that we have to know what we have access to. We have to know that anything that happens in the environment has no impact on us. If they say XYZ is in the environment and you need to do this and you need to get this and make sure you're aware of this, I want you to understand that those kinds of things should not impact your life because you are a child of God and you are protected. Now, if you're walking in your authority and your power, you know that. You know that anything that happens in the environment or things that impact the economy, they will not impact you because you believe that it will not. So walk in your power and authority, making sure that you are not easily swayed by what is going on in the environment but you're holding steadfast to what God says about you and his promises. So I want to wrap up today with a few scriptures, five scriptures to take with you so that you can continue to walk in your power and authority so that you can continue to edify your faith and to create your relationship with God and build your relationship with God. And you can also minister to others. Not everyone is a pastor. Not everyone is going to be a leader of a 100,000 or more member church or someone who is evangelist and goes overseas and goes to different countries. But that doesn't mean that you should not be discipling others. It doesn't mean that you are not equipped to disciple others. Of course, that means you have to seek out to be equipped to have understanding of what true discipleship means. But it doesn't mean that you're exempt from discipling others. It doesn't mean that you're exempt from spreading the good news, spreading the gospel. That doesn't mean that you're exempt from it. I want to recommend a book when it comes to discipleship. I want to recommend a book. And so I recommend a book called Multiply. This book is called Multiply and it's by Francis Chan. And Mark Booving. 
and it may be boving. <laughs> so multiply by Francis Chan and Mark Boving. Even in itself, Francis Chan can be found on YouTube. He has a lot of other books and you can connect with him and his messages, which I have truly been blessed by. But I did want to recommend that book to you when it comes to discipleship. So let's jump into those scriptures before we close out today's episode. So Genesis 1, 26 to 27, let's start from the beginning. So then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea in the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. When I wrote this scripture down, I underlined our image in our likeness. So you should know that there is a trinity. So there's God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The trinity makes up God. And so... And this scripture says mankind in our image. So if we're in the image of God, that means that we walk in the power and authority of God. And it means that we are supposed to reflect God. We're supposed to be ambassadors. People are supposed to see us and wonder how they have so much favor, how they are able to just overcome everything. How are they always victorious? Why are they always getting opportunities? It's because we have the favor of God. Next scripture is Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. I underline that nothing shall hurt you. Nothing in the environment shall hurt you. The economy cannot impact you. Your business is going to thrive. Your nonprofit is going to thrive. You are going to be in health. Nothing can touch your family because God has given you the authority over all those things. Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. I had the pleasure of understanding the true meaning of what it means to bind and loose things. So... Mr. Felix Anderson, if you're not already connected with him, you should follow him on Instagram. Stay connected to that. He explained how when something is loose, it's like you are having your shoes tied and you loose the shoestrings in order to release your foot from the shoe. And then if we think about the definition of binding, it's attaching, it is combining something together. And so we have to be conscious of how we use those two words, bind and loose. So before that, I had been saying, I bind X thing to myself and I loose. So I was doing it the opposite way. If we consider the definitions, you need to make sure you're not saying you're binding certain things to you that should not be bound to you. 
you need to loose those things from you. So if you are experiencing sickness, you need to loose those things from you and you need to bind healing to your body. If you are experiencing, it seems like your income level is not as you like it to be. You need to loose that poverty from you and you need to bind prosperity to you. So realizing that there is a distinction between binding and loosing and you should have a key understanding of what those two words mean and use them correctly. Next scripture is Mark 16, 7 through, 17 through 18. Mark 16, 17 through 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Do you truly want to be used by God? Can he count on you to go somewhere, to go to the isolated areas? I'm currently looking at a globe right now. Can he count on you to speak to those small group of women? Can he count count on you to be a leader to those youth? Can he count on you to share a message if he gives You will message to share with someone individually. Everyone's calling is different. But with that calling is attached the ability to be obedient and do what God says for you to do. So that is another question that I want you to think about even after this episode is over. Is that do you truly want to be used by God? Because if you do, he can use you and he will use you. He is looking for recipients for individuals he can use on this earth i'm sure you're aware of everything that's been happening around society everything that's been happening in your state in your community and your district so god has placed his workers in various parts of the world to do his work so you are an individual he needs to do his work through you are a vessel so allow God to use you. Final scripture I have here is Deuteronomy 28.7. It says, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Take down these scriptures and dwell on them because... The enemy is going to try to come against your mind to try to use people who you have in your life to discourage you, to do things, to get you off track. Do not get distracted. Don't get distracted by the things that are happening. You see things a certain way now, but God is going to change things. He always does. If you look back and you think about your life, you reflect on it, God has always showed up for you. And it's not always going to be our timing. Actually, it's never our timing. There's periods of waiting. There's periods of slowness that you feel that are slow. But they're actually periods of edification, periods of growth, and periods that will allow you to prepare for what's to come. So you may be thinking, God, I don't know why this is happening. Why is this door not opening? Why, why, why? 
when something is happening, if you pay close attention, you'll realize that there's something happening here. There's something that I see that's been a change because of this period of my life. And this is going to prepare me for something I know of or even something I'm not sure about, but I am being prepared. This mindset is going to allow us to see things differently. This mindset is going to allow us to be stay focused. And of course, we need to continue to seek God. So walk in your power and authority. Going back to that scripture, when it was talking about in Luke 10, 19, nothing shall harm you. Nothing shall harm you. Believe that and walk in that. Seek the truth. Go outside of mainstream media and stay ready. Because with everything that's going on, he needs vessels. And if he asks you to do something, my prayer is that you'll be obedient to do it. That you realize that when God asks you to do things, it's not just for your benefit. It can be for a benefit of one individual. It can be for the benefit of a group of people. It can be for the benefit of a city if you are in the political realm. So you really have to be obedient. And I know it's not easy. I have been disobedient in things in the past. And even to to this day, God will ask me to do something and I'm not always quick to jump on it. That is just me being transparent. Because my flesh gets in the way and says, well, if I do this and that means I'm not going to have this or I don't know this person, I'm not going to go talk to them. But thinking about it and realizing this is more than me. We make it about ourselves when it comes to obedience, but not about what it can do for someone else, what it can do for another life. Realizing that if I decide to go talk to that person, this creates opportunity for them to receive God. And you should be doing that because everyone should have a chance to know the Most High God. Everyone should have the chance to be able to tap into their true destiny. So I trust that this episode has blessed you. I encourage you to share it. I encourage you to go back and read those scriptures. I encourage you to dive deep and ask God for a revelation about you, your purpose, and about about people who are in your life. And let me tell you, he is going to reveal so many things to you. You're going to be able to see more of who he is every day. And I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I want to thank you for your support, your shares, and your reviews. And I will speak to you next time on another episode.